Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. The following production is part of the We Be Geeks Podcast Collective. From days long ago, from uncharted regions of the universe, comes a legend. A dream that came through a million years, that lived on through all the tears. It came here, the Fandom Nexus. Fabulous secret powers were revealed to our host as he plugged in his microphone. I have a podcast! Here he is, your Spider-Pan, Jeremy. Yes, it is me. I am back again with... Uh, th- we're going to call this a special treat for y'all because there's probably going to be like two episodes this week because I've gathered tons and tons of news and there's new trailers and all this kind of stuff. But I think I'm going to do that as a separate episode because there is so much of that. And rather than making a three-hour episode, <laughs> I wanted to have an episode that was going to be focused on one particular thing with a little bit of fun, our usual stuff in here. So I'm not flying alone here to Neverland. Of course, uh... There might be some changes to that, but yeah, but Lost Boy Philip is here. Hey, how are you we doing? calling the Kryptonian? Oh, there you go. There we go. Uh-huh. Has a nickname. Uh, but so I was in a you know, what I was just saying before. Let me go ahead and talk about this. I was in a, a group a discussion, like a Christian podcasters group or whatever, and somebody was trying to figure out a name for their their podcast they're working on, and uh, they were wondering about different names, and you know, people had different suggestions. You know, you want to make sure when someone knows the title of the podcast, they know what the show is about. And I thought, well, let me test something. I said, well, my show is currently called Neverland, the Fandom Nexus. What would you think the show is about? And some people says, Michael Jackson, Peter Pan. And it's a problem I had even when it it was just the Neverland podcast. When I started this thing 10 years ago, I'm coming up on the 10-year official, completing completing the 10th season here. uh, As we we end November, that first episode in uh, December will be the 11th season. Seems like it just started to me. Yeah, but it's, it's been a long, long journey with this. And... You know, it worked when uh, I was doing a Disney thing. People kind of go, okay, well, Neverland makes me think of Disney, too. Uh, now we're not really doing the Disney, although despite that, we are going to talk some Disney today because we've hit the 50th anniversary of Disney's animated Robin Hood, and we're going to discuss that all, Yay. and it'll be great. Uh, but I've been considering if if I took Neverland out of the title and he just called the Fandom Nexus, would you understand what the show is about maybe a little better? Granted, uh... I mean, I'm, I, the logo thing I made still has Neverland and small text on it. But maybe I just when I when I title episodes, maybe I won't call it that. Or when I when I go maybe go into Red Circle where I have it hosted, I just change the name of it uh, to where and that'll eventually that'll adjust things in Apple and Google and everything. It should go through when I change the RSS feed uh, to where I'll just call this the Fandom Nexus. Uh, which might lose our Lost Boy references, but maybe we'll keep that because technically we're still, I mean, it's still the same show. I'm on my third name. <laughs> but yeah. I just want to make sure that people, when they look, when they see the title, they get an idea. Oh, this is fandom, a fandom thing. Because we are. I mean, we do a lot of retro. That's kind of the goal. But we also, it's a lot of fandom. What are we excited about? And it's a lot about entertainment and what entertains us. So 
I think I need to update the name. So that's now for me keep on that coming. I'm probably gonna have to get a new domain name on the website too, to where I have the fandomnexus.com. I'm gonna have to probably buy that domain and have it linked together to go to the same website, but you know, own that domain. That way if people just type that in, we can go that way. So now for me personally, if I was just going for fan stuff, I would have fan dash T to Land. But that's just me. Fan to Land. Uh but if you, you know, did like a fan and then two and C, da- yeah, with a dash, you know, or whatever, yeah. however you want to, fan to C. I, I would use the number two and it would separate enough. Just go fan to C. Yeah, fan to or fan to C land, however you want to do it. Yeah. But you know, it's fantasy, but because we're fans, there's yeah. so many things. Because you but, are fans. Well, if of you everything. called it fantasy, people were going to expect nothing but fantasy. You're going to cover Lord of the Rings, fairy tales, and stuff like that, and not sci fi yeah. or so comic fans books. So, see, whatever you want to do. So, but, if you did fantasy, even if you did a weird spelling, it's not going to come across the same way. That's true. So this, I, I didn't put this much thought into it when I was coming up with the Neverland podcast because the, my original idea was this is the podcast yeah. where you never grow up. That's it. Yeah. That, and that's, but I, I understood that, but it didn't come across to everybody else. Yeah. So, well, so I, but calling something the fandom nexus, this is a, a nexus is where things come together. Yeah. It is fandoms coming together. Yeah. And that's actually why I chose the name that it, you know it is now. I just need to take it and from being a subtitled thing to just being the name. I just don't know if everybody knows. This is just me personally. I didn't know what a nexus meant myself. But most of us are familiar with it. But yeah. it's a coming together, a nexus. Yeah. It's like a center point. Yeah. A nexus. Yeah. Where, where it all comes. And this, this is. It's a lot of. I'm I'm not just a fan of one certain thing. Oh, me either. I'm a fan of a lot of things. Yeah, me too. And there's a lot of people that are niche down and they can. They can just be. I absolutely love Star Wars. I absolutely just love Disney. I absolutely yeah. love just this. And there's people like that. And that's fine. And that seems to be most people. I've learned that through the course of this. Yeah. Most people, they have their one thing, and there will always be that one thing. Some of us were, you know, jack-of-all-trades, master-of-none type yeah, people. That's, I have so many different interests. I'm a mood guy. Yeah, whatever I'm in the mood for this day, you know. I'm kind of like a, you could say I'm like a uh, smorgasbord. Yeah. But see, there's no one thing, because everybody, you know, well, I like, you know, I like these TV shows or whatever, but I love this. Yeah. I, and but they have that that one focal point. That doesn't mean that they don't like other things. It's just they have yeah. this one focal point. I don't seem to have a focal point. I just it depends on what what hits me at that moment. Yeah, I mean if you look, you guys can't see. Yeah, in your room. I mean you and I. That's why we're so much alike. We've and we've known each other seven. I mean if you look around his room, he's got Mr. Bean. He's got Magnum PI. He's got Dukes of Hazard toys and figures Flintstones and all stones. See, because <laughs> a lot of people they buy only one. You know they they collect a certain toy thing. I don't have a complete collection of anything because I collect so much, although I'm kind of focused on collecting Master of the Universe, but I'm running out of room for that. But I collect so many different things. But most people, when they collect something, they want to f- they focus on maybe one particular toy set. Yeah. But I've never been that way. Yeah, mine is because of uh, emotional reasons, yeah. which I'm sure most people are, but I'm a nostalgia. Well, yeah, and uh, the memories we have. Yeah, that's yep. it. Because when I look at, like, you guys can't see this, but on my wall... On one second, one little section, I have Princess Bride. Next to it, I have Inspector Gadget, then 1989 Batman, then E.T., then mm-hmm. I have Flash Gordon and the Phantom, yeah, and the, Rambo, like Brave the Heart, purple, Die you know. Hard, Tombstone. I mean, good, yeah. Big Trouble in China, Back to the Future. I mean, it goes on, Smoking the Bandit. It yeah. just goes on and on and on. I mean, it's because it changed from one to the other because that's how I am. I'm yeah. like a smorgasbord, a yeah. casserole, if you will. We are at the salad bar of We List Live it. Everything. It's that's a salad it. bar. We grab a little a bit buffet, of everything. A buffet yeah. of fun. <laughs> and those of you that you like, you love to, I know I just love to collect Hot Wheels. Nothing wrong with that. You go ahead. Enjoy. Yeah, great. But 
Oh, I'm going to have to turn my phone off yeah, or something <laughs> or silence it. Oh, I actually have some Ozempic ready for me. That's amazing. <laughs> wow. I better go pick it up. I got a couple other things to pick up, too. But anyways, yes. So that's kind of what the Phantom Nexus is. is I enjoy a lot of different things. And if you whatever you enjoy, we're probably going to talk about it. But if you enjoy a lot of different things, you're going to fit right in here. But I never realized. And uh, I. Uh, oh, what is what is uh, uh, the real Brian? If you ever listen to the real Brian show, he's got a term he calls for because he didn't realize that other people weren't like that. And so you have a, a lot of in podcasting, they tell you niche down, niche down, niche down. I can't because that means I have to focus on only one thing. And even when I was doing Disney, I kept branching out because, oh, but I want to talk about this, too. Yeah. So I feel I'm free, although being Disney made it easier because I always for news. I just got to go like, well, what's what's coming to the parks? What's new in there? Now I have to broaden my horizons out a lot more. Yeah. And sometimes I worry I'm not going to think of any topics. But this this has been a week for topic. I mean, I was sitting there. I saw a thing. I like somebody was redoing the theme to Airwolf. I'm like, oh my gosh, that's great. That's an old, old '80s TV show. I'm yeah, like, I, I can it. go watch some episodes of Airwolf, and that's coming up. That's another thing I have. One moment I in this room, I have Eighteen, The Dukes of Hazzard, yeah. the Magna PI. I mean, just moves make sure on you're on. facing your microphone. Oh, sorry, at each time. Eighteen, Magna PI. You know, yeah. uh, every time you turn your head, you're going. Uh, I can move my head because I'm holding my microphone. I can cheat. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You're locked down because I put you on a microphone there stand. There you go. <laughs> so, yep. Every Because uh, I notice like every time you turn your head, you lose volume. Ha, ha. But that's all right. I can fix that in the in the uh, post-op. Post-op is not the right word. But yeah, I can fix it in post. But, oh, something else. So we're like and, a fanboy buffet is what we are. That's right. <laughs> uh, it's it's not quite a divergent personality, but I mean, but it's it's the thing where we, we just... And that's why it's hard finding a career type because there's people that they go and they, they go after a career and they know exactly what they want. They're good that way. And and they're like focused and they're super talented at me. I've got so many different things I've been interested in that everything I'm like, I can be good at it, but I'm never going to be the best at it. Yeah. It hits our excitement. Level, yes. Because so even with the job I do now, and I do like what I'm doing now, working in television, I'd rather be back in radio, but that's what the podcast helps me for. Helps scratch that itch uh, of having my own <laughs> show. But I am uh, in my department. I am clearly I'm not the best at what I do, but I'm good at what I do. And that's that's the thing, because they're they're focused like that was their their passion. My passions are so because you can only you you can either focus all your passion on one thing or it gets spread out and you're never going to be as passionate or as good at something as other people who are that focused. So there's there's that kind of difference. Eclectic. Yeah. It's a bit more eclectic that way. But anyways, happy life day. Happy Life Day to you. And I decided we got to mention that because you've uh, shown me this book. You said your sister got you this? Yes, I haven't read it all the way through. Yeah, it's, well, I kind of scanned it. It's Star Wars, the Wookiee storybook. But I, I have to share this because it, it shows all the different characters mm. that we've seen in that Christmas episode yeah. or holiday special. Uh, holiday special, yeah. But one of the things that's always bugged me and a lot of other people is you had Lumpy and Itchy. Yes. Mala seems to work. Okay. Mala, yeah, that's it. But we have their real full names in this book. It's Lumpa Rump. They just call him Lumpy for short. Yeah. Sort of like, and it has like where Chewy is short for Chewbacca. It's a nickname. And then, of course, Mala is a Malatobuck. That's the wife. And of course, we all know Lumpy is the son of Chewbacca. And then Atichitcuck. Atichitcuck. Or I don't know. That name could almost, if you say it wrong, it's going to sound like it's something entirely different. And I'm not going to explain it to you all. But that's why they call him Itchy. It's a lot easier. For for someone who doesn't speak Wookie yeah. to say itchy yeah. instead of a titchy chuck yeah. or whatever the heck or <laughs> but this is a little story where it's Chewbacca's two hundredth birthday and he's coming home for Cute. it and itchy goes out looking for a certain type of berries like wasai berries I think it was yeah and he kind of gets lost out in the jungles of of uh, Kashyyyk. 
And so Chewie comes along and uh, takes a, a side ship that was in the Millennium Falcon, which I don't know how it was more or less supposed to fit in there. But he goes out looking for, for Lumpy and goes and finds him. And Lumpy's all upset that he didn't find the berries for his dad. But his dad is just happy to see his family on his 200th birthday. And it's a big party and stuff. So I spoiled the book for you, Phil. Oh, that's OK. No big deal. <laughs> but I was like, I saw that. I was like, live day. Look, we finally know why in the world they come up with those stupid names. And maybe George had these other ones and just, you know, there's no, names on that holiday like special. Are so stupid. Oh. Like okay. Uh, another thing we would normally do is also, what have you been playing? And this gives me a chance to be able to discuss the Spider-Man 2 game, which I have now platinumed. I have finished it. Uh, and I want to address... A lot of people have been saying, well, this is, oh, it's all woke. Why do they keep, well, they, they take the stuff that we love and they shove their woke stuff and everything at us and all this other stuff. And I've been, I've been seeing nonstop of that. People want to criticize. And yeah, there are some bits in there. Yeah. And I think I mentioned the last week, like there's a, uh, you fix up a, a one boy with his homecoming date, which is another boy. Uh, there is, and that's not even a very Spider-Man thing to do. That was very weird, setting up people with a homecoming date, for one. And then there's suddenly a segmentation where we're playing this character, Haley. Nothing wrong with the character, but why am I playing as her? So she can go and, and I said, you know, basically she's doing graffiti because if you don't get permission to paint your quote-unquote mural on the side of somebody's building, it's graffiti and you've broken yeah. the law. And But she's deaf, so they thought, oh, we need to, so you can now you can play as a deaf girl and you can hear what it'd be like to not be able to hear people or something. I don't know what they felt we needed that. No, I didn't need that. I bought a Spider-Man game. I want to play Spider-Man. Yeah. I'll play either Spider-Man. Both of them. Playing as Miles is fun. Playing as Peter is fun. Why am I playing as the deaf girl? I don't know. And then, of course, despite everybody saying, oh, okay, why did we have all these uh, Mary Jane levels? Can we not do that this time? They doubled down on Mary Jane levels. And just to make it really ridiculous, they gave her, of course, the taser you get by the end of the first Spider-Man game. Here, here's the problem with her taser. She can one shot, you know, sneak up on somebody. Now, these are Craven the Hunter's goons that are, like, tough for you to fight. They're, they're tough. Mary Jane's not having any problem with it, and she's got her taser. Now... <laughs> Miles has this electroshock, you know, his venom blasts or venom punches even where it's, it's electric. How come his doesn't tase and knock him out in one hit? Oh, that's interesting. Because Mary Jane can do it in one hit of a taser. Yeah, that's odd. <laughs> yeah. And there's so many levels that are somewhere between Marital Gear Solid to there's something that happens and I don't want to spoil it. It becomes more like a Resident Evil game. And she even how Mary Jane's supposed to know how to do this. At one point in the game, she was trying to go help Peter. Because he's gone full symbiote. Um, she finds uh, an extra web shooter, figures out how to attach it to the taser to make it work like a gun. How in the world does she know to do that? Wow. How? What? That's weird. Yeah. Like, like, if you're wanting to have a female character, this is just my opinion, but if you're going to have a female character, why not be Black Cat? Or Well, she's involved in the story with her. Uh, uh, apparently, somewhere in the comics within the last 10 years or something, they've turned Black Cat bisexual. So oh, really? they made that a factor in the game as well. Okay. I, I, mean, I, that I, guess I don't know why yeah. they, that's even a big thing to do. But yeah. what well, I mean is by put that in the story. That's insomniac what they're doing. Um, now, overall, I do want to say I did enjoy the game. I had yeah. fun playing it. Yeah. There were some levels I was like, oh, I got to get through this because I wanted to do everything because I sure. wanted to platinum. Well, and um, you paid the money. I paid the money. I'm getting my, my money's worth. And it was fun to play. It, it's, a, it's a good game as far as games go. There's just stuff that didn't need to, need to be there. I didn't need uh, an agenda pointed at me. And there is a lot of speculation because at the end, um, uh, and, all right, spoilers incoming. I'm not going to tell you too much, but Peter, for reasons that you'll see in the game, wants to take a break. And Miles says, don't worry, 
I've got this. Because Miles, we see him grow up and become a better Spider-Man throughout that. You know, we he's got a good growth More arc. More a man than a teen, yeah. what you're saying. So, yeah. and, but it was fun with him together because there's times you do a little side thing, like oh, you do like cool. a street crime, and you go in and whichever one you're playing as, the other one will be there. Or sometimes uh, there's other characters that you that are like side characters that will pop up that are helping you out that are like side characters, like Yuri Watanabe. You'd see she was a police captain and then some DLC in the first game. Sure. Um, she's got a whole separate story, but she shows up as a character known as the Wraith. Which I haven't paid attention to a Spider-Man comic in a while because it kind I've of heard that, that name though. I don't. Well, yeah, a wraith is a common thing, but I don't know if she's that's the character that she had actually in the comics. I don't know. I haven't. I didn't look that up. But she'll show up and help you out. Uh, so it's kind of fun. But they do a good full symbiote story. It is an alien, like it should be. Uh, and it is uh, what's fun. And I got to I got to give them props to this. And I have well, I haven't quite gotten to what I was talking about with Andy. But let me throw this in real, real fast. With all the different outfits, you get the choice of wearing the classic comic book style symbiote suit, but you can do alternates within that suit and different colorations. And they have, I was telling you about this from the 90s animated series where like Venom and I think even uh, Peter, when he's wearing the symbiote suit, has this. But like where half of his outline yes. is blue and the other half is pink. Kind of and pink, yes. oh, when I could wear that as my symbiote suit, I was like, yes, thank you. I remember I can even hear the music, you know. Yeah, uh, it was so great wearing that symbiote suit that looked like the 90s animated. I loved it, loved That's it, loved awesome. it, loved it. Uh, there's even a portion you get to play as Venom. That was fun, too. Oh, that is Which fun. got me hungry for somebody to make a Hulk game because Venom, you get to rampage through the Osborne yes. building. A Hulk game that plays like and, that would be so I much fun. I remember saying to you yesterday on the phone, I think it was, I wish that they would make uh, that uh, two things. They recently made the action figures of the 1990s, uh, you know, Spider-Man. Uh, oh, yeah. You've been collecting those. Yeah. yeah. And they made the 1980s one, too, uh, up there. I, I wish. Cause I'm, oh, because you got your the Amazing I'm, Friends set. Yes, Amazing Set. Yeah. I wish they make, I got, at the same time it. when they were making the Amazing Spider-Man, Hanna-Barbera was doing the uh, Hulk. And that's how I got to be. Now, I was already uh, a fan. Well, the same people, yeah, same people doing the Spider-Man. That was actually the Marvel. Um, Marvel, but it was involved Marvel Productions. With, it, was, it was involved with some of the same Hanna-Barbera style um, people. And, uh, what, it might have been some of the people, but it wasn't It wasn't released through Hanna-Barbera. They didn't have anything to do with. Uh, oh, okay. Well, it was it, different animators. It looked it, like it. But either way, what they what they should do. Uh, Hanna-Barbera was busy doing Super Friends. They, oh, yeah. What they should do, though, is definitely make a, a set of the that Hulk show. Because I love that style, the way he had that yeah. kind of black, yeah, uh, had the black outline eyes, on his eyes, yeah. his eyes along with the the eyebrows kind of attached to it. I love that look. And that cartoon is what let me know that, that the Hulk was supposed to be a hero. Because as I've mentioned before, the TV show scared me. I loved the the show but back that, then. Uh, that cartoon, I was like, he's a superhero. Well, I was a little older than you. Yeah, and, and, uh, yeah, a little. Yeah, he always says it like he's a lot older. No, no, no. <laughs> like, but, no. but one year, when, <laughs> one year is. A, 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 I was just a little over a year. Then, yeah, about a year old. When you're a little child, a year is a lot as far yeah, as the you were fact still that, a little child though too. Yeah, but but uh, <laughs> but but what I'm saying is I can remember more. Yeah. And and I was well, I can remember plenty. And I was watching. <laughs> I've been watching it for a year longer, so I had two big brothers that were watching all the time, so I knew he was a good guy because they was telling me, and they had toys with it and all that. Yeah. See, that would be the difference, is we didn't have any toys or yeah. anybody that, you know, so, it's just, we, we, this is the show I had to get to before Dukes of Hazard would come yeah, on. Yeah, same here, but my cousins and all of them were always telling me, remember, he's the good guy, so I wasn't scared because I had my big brothers and cousins with me all the time, uh, loving him and wearing shirts of him and all that. So yeah, see, I, I didn't knew. pay enough attention to a show at that Plus, time. Plus, my cousins were wearing outfits of him that their mom mm. would make him, so I knew he was good because we played 
stadium is good. Yeah. And that'd make a difference. Oh, well, we, I didn't have anything like that. And so then when the cartoon, it's like suddenly with the cartoon, and I was like, what? Yeah. And, but that, here's the other thing. The cartoon could do things that the TV show could. Yeah. He could ha- fight other monsters. Yeah. And he could, he be, could team up with Spider-Man and he could be Bruce. They even have a, I was watching, oh, I think it was even the video I was watching, uh, I was talking to you about, there's a guy who's a, he kind of edited together the, the, um, oh, it began with an R, some people who branched off from Hanna-Barbera. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, darn it. But they were the ones that did that later in like 88 Superman yeah. cartoon. I love um, that one. Yeah. Um, but they, he, they mixed. I have it up there with all my collection. Yeah. Uh, I can't think of it right now. Yeah, I can't think of it either. Uh, but the, the, he mixed some of that with the old Hulk cartoon. How he ended it is when Bruce Banner actually gets on a bus and he gets on there with uh, Spider-Man and his amazing friends. And he was like, wow, who'd have thought superheroes riding on a bus? Yeah, I know. It seems weird, doesn't it? Yeah. It's funny. And, uh, and what's funny is. But seeing them together, that's, I think, what also. Oh, because Sp- I loved Spider-Man. I've loved Spider-Man since since I saw and, that show. And what's so. funny is the reason why as a kid, I was like, Bruce, what are they calling him Bruce for? Because on the TV show, he was David. David. Yeah. Which I will say, one of the things I enjoyed about the movie called Hulk. Uh, they called him David Bruce. They called him, his, his father was David. Yeah. And yeah. I thought that was really cool because it made some sense. They were trying to do some connection. And then the movie, I'll be honest, I like the movie Incredible Hulk. With um, Edward Norton, with Edward Norton, where he they did, did a great they job. did an opening that was more like the and, old show, and yeah. they did a lot of connections to it. They even yeah. had Bill Bigsby on the yes. TV, you know. Yes. And I thought that was really great. The courtship of Eddie's father the was on TV. Eddie's yep. Father, and and also you won't like me when I'm hungry. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, oh, he says connection. it wrong. Yep. I still like him better as Bruce Banner. Yeah, he was a good Bruce. Banner. I mean, Mark Ruffalo's done a good He's job. He's good, but he doesn't look the build. He doesn't have the build. I'm talking body build. I mean, it's not his like fault. This, we like that skinny look where yeah, he's like this weird skinny is. little dork, you know. And he fits it, right? You know. <laughs> yeah. and now I like him as an actor. Yeah. I'm talking about, um, um, Mark. Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. yeah. He, he does a great job. Yeah. At acting. It's just he doesn't look it, and it. He looks a little too tough. I mean, he could pr- probably kick our butt. He looks like a. He should look like a breeze could knock him over. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. he doesn't look nerdy. He looks like he's a tough <laughs> yeah. football player type, a good looking man. I kind of like a Ed Norton. I don't mean this cruelly towards him, but and he is handsome. But yeah. he just looks like he's he could be a geek. Yeah, and he was that. But yeah, he, he just it's just unfortunately he's hard to work with according to everybody. Yeah. but because he's because he's, he's such a good actor. Yeah, he's in it. But I'm trailing way far away Sorry. from the point I was trying to make long Sorry. ago. Sorry, it went a lot further than I meant to. Um, but so I was talking about the end of the game. Yes, where Miles says, "Hey, I got this," because we do see him a growth. But Insomniacs, uh, some of their um, creative team have been going in interviews that they're planning to move forward with Miles, and that's the company that makes the game. Insomniac. Yes, Insomniac. Oh, they, we got now <laughs> everybody has jumped on, and maybe this is what they meant. That oh, so we're not going to see Peter Parker around except for maybe a side character, and so Spider-Man oh. Three will be a Miles game. But I said, well, we're, we're not looking at the the possibility that the, there is a Spider-Man Miles Morales game that could have a sequel to that. And then fun. by the time you get to an actual Spider-Man 3 game, you could be back to both of them or a Peter Parker focus. So let's That's not jump the gun, but everybody is freaking the heck out. Well, see, they knew it. They just wanted to push Peter out and just have a Miles game. We knew they would do it. Well, maybe that's not what they meant to say, but like the next game could be a Miles game, but then we'll get Peter Parker back into Spider-Man 3. So let's hold our horses and wait. And see what happens like before we freak out. Games would be fun. Yeah, give Miles some of his own game series. But once one thing that somebody has also pointed out, other than the, I saw somebody in the comments point out, why can't Miles' electric shocks take out somebody in one hit if that taser yeah. can? Uh, 
what was I about to say? Oh, yeah. Somebody else pointed some. Oh, yeah. They pointed out. If you look at the sales figures and numbers, Spider-Man 1 and Spider-Man 2, both of them have entirely outsold that Miles Morales game. Now, the Miles yes. Morales game was pretty good. Yeah. But I think that's also why they packaged it when they remastered the Spider-Man game, because they were trying to give some incentive for people to buy the Miles game. Sure. Because... Well, I'm, and I'm seeing a lot more of it. Spider-Man fans, we don't call Miles Spider-Man. We call him Miles. Yeah. And well, that's what, they should confusing. have called him something like the Electric Spider. He needs to have his own identity. We have no problem with Miles. We like no, him, we Miles. Like, he's a, he's but he's character. not Spider-Man. Peter is Spider-Man. Miles needs to have his own identity. That, that's why. Because he's got cool powers. His, he can camouflage, which I didn't use much in the game. But, you know, with the electric stuff he can do, he's got some cool stuff he does. Miles is it's cool. Co- it's even but, confusing when you have, like, the characters of Robin. You still have the Tim Drake, Robin. You have yeah. to always add these other things. At least when when Dick Grayson, the original Robin, yeah. became other characters. Was, at least you had you could call him Nightwing. Yeah, he became something else. So there was only one Robin. And going then on. there was uh, Red Robin. Yeah, yum. <laughs> and, okay, Red um, Robin. Yeah, he has his own theme song, so to speak. Uh, copyright. No, but anyway, yeah. uh, but it's fun that they they're smart enough to add a little bit of caveat or whatever to it to make sure that you know that there is the uh when batman for instance broke got his back broken yeah from which by the way is a this is another one of those uh anniversaries this year oh really the nightfall it was whenever nightfall happened wow uh believe it or not it was in the summer his back was broken from bane yeah and but that being said when that happened we we had Batman. They called him Batman, but yeah. we all knew it was a different he, that he wasn't no. Batman. And that's the thing. A man. See, uh, some side characters have been, you know, like Flash. There's been other people who are the Flash. Yes. There's been other Wally Green West. Lanterns, but they're not Batman. They're not Superman. They're not Wonder Woman. Their top three have never been swapped. No. Although here recently there's a Black Batman, and yeah. now we're getting Superman's son. But they're using other. They're doing it for other reasons, and it's from other realities. Yeah. Mm. They stay no, there. it's it's our current reality where 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 they've changed things and Superman has a son who yes, no, is I'm bisexual. About, I'm talking about the black uh, Superman's from I, another. Bla- well, no, Black Batman. Oh, I see. There's a see. Black Batman. Yeah, he has other Batmans that come in. Like uh, he has. Other yeah, side. there's another. But it's all this kind of multiverse where they have the excuse to be able to do yeah. different things. But so with, with a major character, <laughs> a major character. Don't replace them. They will never fully be replaced. But a, like a minor character, you can swap out and people will be like, mm-hmm. okay, well now we got a different person. Blue Beetle. Yeah, Blue Beetle. A smaller minor character, people don't mind. But a major character and Marvel's top guy, Spider-Man. And there's people even, you know, like Captain America is pretty close up there that it's hard. You know, there's been other people who have took the honor of Captain America, but it's always going to be to people Steve Rogers. And he will always come back. Yeah. Uh, they always have to bring him back. They've, they've done it with Batman. They've done it with yeah. Superman. They've Clark you always have always to bring come it back. back. And yes, no matter what you think, they will always put the red underwear back on. Me. Right. When I was a teenager, that's, that's iconic. I didn't like the, the red underwear either. But at, the older you get, you realize that classic look is always the classic yeah. look for a reason. They had good ideas. It added more color to them. It, it did. And, and I'm an artist, so yeah. I get this. But the other reason is, is you all, okay, so the symbol can change a little bit, but for the most part, that classic symbol is yeah. going to stay that way. There's it's, a certain way that S looks. It has to look that way. It just does. And it's not because change uh, can't be changed. It's just that people always want certain things to look a certain way. Right. And it's, our mind is set on it. It's just how it is. Yeah. And with the, with the most iconic characters, you cannot swap them, but they're trying, Wonder it seems Woman, like they're Batman, trying to force Superman. it and it's going to fail. Yeah. But if you try to replace Spider Man, yeah, you, uh, you know, you can't. 
Yeah, so. there, there's a certain there, those the top three for uh, DC, it, but even but yeah. I say top three. There's still about another five or six that needs to Green Lantern. Green, Green Lantern's been swapped quite yeah, a few times, and people back. were accepting. But he, but they had come, to bring back Hal Jordan, Hal didn't they? Jordan. And they yeah. even re, and I can't think. Of, and they've even had to bring back. I can't um, think of the writer right now, but they always bring him in. To he's a great writer. He comes back and he does a lot of the writing to bring our classics back. Like for instance, Plastic Man. Yeah. He did that. Aquaman. Yeah. You always have to make it right. I mean, you can change them around and make them other characters and make them weird. Make water hands for Aquaman, but eventually you need to set it right. Yeah, because Wall- Wally West was a Flash, but eventually. They had to go back. Yeah, because I love Wally West. Yeah. However, he's you not to get back the to Flash. I, and I can't think of the name of the Flash. Barry Allen. Barry Allen, thank you. Yeah. Although he was not the original. No, well, know. neither was, was Hal Jordan. Yeah, uh, Hal Jordan wasn't. But he's the one that we've had the longest. And, and I don't, you know. He was the, the Green Lantern that we know. Yeah, and he's Green, the one with the power style that we know. Because we the original have, Green Lantern was very different. Yeah, Alan Grant. I mean, yeah. Alan, uh, uh, I can't think of his last name right uh, but he's still yeah, the Alan Grant's Jurassic Park. Yeah, exactly. which we've hit an anniversary on that, and we're going to discuss that sometime before the end of the year too. But he's still the the best, uh, the the one who's been around the longest. Right, it's the one we all know who's you know yeah. developed that status where you, if, when they mess around, they still have to bring that character back. Yeah. Okay, but I went a lot longer on that than Me I meant too. to. But you know, I wanted to fill the show. But overall, I'd say is it worth buying and playing? Yes. Yeah. Is there some problems with it? Yes. Sure. Did they stick some agenda in it? Yes. But I had a heck of a time playing it. I'm and now that I'm done did. with it, I tried to play where they rebooted Tomb Raider and I didn't like it because there was a quick time event that was always, if I messed up and they barely gave me a chance to get it right, it's insta death. And I got so frustrated and I'm like, you know, I'm taking this back. And I've got the store credit. I'm putting it towards my Final Fantasy, Final Are Fantasy Rebirth. Huh? Are the graphics any good? Yeah. I mean, it was good. And this has been like an old PS4 game. Yeah. But I never really liked the original Tomb Raider games anyway. They just weren't my cup of tea. Because yeah. one little mistake and you either fall down in some water and you got to climb all this thing back up again. It's very frustrating. I don't like frustrating games. Yeah. So I did not like the new Tomb Raider. So I was able to move on. Now I'm, I'm trying to play Deathloop, which I'll discuss maybe a later time. Maybe. Although there's a heck of a lot of language, but it's fun and it's very cool. Uh, but yeah, now uh, I want to go through. Oh, before we start talking some Robin Hood, mm. uh, I do want to because of the time this is coming out, we've got the Marvel's film. That has come out. I got to open up. Uh, yeah, I haven't watched it yet. Uh, yeah, and I don't plan to. I'm not paying <laughs> money for this. But uh, Forbes had an article. Oh, let see if I can get it to open real fast. The Marvels arrived as the third worst reviewed MCU oh, movie wow. ever. Uh, and they had a they have a screenshot from Rotten Tomatoes where it was after they were getting the critics to review. It, and this is before audience reviews. It was sitting at 53 percent. With that, it was 68 reviews in. Uh, now, I did go and look, and this is even lower. Uh, see, you know, Ant-Man and the Wasp on that list, though the movie was even lower with the 46, the worst overall. The third rotten f- film is Eternals, which I maintain, after all, this time got a really bad rap. Well, that's what the writer says, is it got a bad rap, but Eternals was that bad. Yeah, now I like the Wasp, okay. Uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, I still enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I, I've, I've enjoyed I all three Ant-Man movies, the, 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 although the Eternals, they're, not, they're not great compared to the first one. No. But, but I'm Eternals, still enjoying them. Uh, now... Yeah, Eternals was garbage. Um, now, I do. I did, I've got a note in here for myself. I said reviews did improve a little by Friday with a high audience score. And the critic score did come up into like 60 percent something. But the those early reviews that would have come in from audience were the people who rushed and wanted to go watch it Thursday night that were actually legitimately excited about the film. So they're going to be a bit skewed. Emotion does have. Yeah, emotion does have. And I've seen a few people that are, that are the people I consider to like. I don't care what Disney puts out. I'm going to just love it. 
Yeah. I've seen some of those people who have enjoyed the movie. And right now it says like a 50-50. Some people are like, oh, hey, I liked it. And other people are like, what was that? Uh, I plan on not going. I don't care about any of those characters. I don't like Brie Larson. Yeah. Uh, I lo- I preferred Ms. Ms. Marvel as she was. And I'm talking the original Ms. Marvel. Yeah. Not not the not the, whatever her face is with with Mr. Fantastic's powers. Yeah. I'm talking about when she was Ms. Marvel and Rogue stole her powers and all that one. That one. Yeah. I've got some comics fun. of her and I liked her then, but they've decided to make her the most powerful thing ever and gave her the the personality to go with it and she's not enjoyable. Yeah, I miss And Ms. I didn't Marvel like Brie like Larson. I didn't like that Captain Marvel movie. I have not liked her appearances in anything. I don't want to go see another movie about her. Yeah. I don't care. So I'm not going. I'm not paying money for that. If it, if it turns out it's important, I might try to watch it yeah. when it comes to Disney Plus. But that's also a problem that Marvel's running into where you have to watch every loving thing that they put out in order to know what's going on. And I have skipped out a few things in the first episode of Loki. I was even like, what's going on again? Yeah. And I, But I, I do want to watch the rest of it because I love... Um, I'm just going to call him short round because he's always going to be short round to me. Yeah. He was great. I've watched the first episode. And I love him and I love Owen Wilson. And I love Tom Hiddleston. Uh, but I, I was really Owen. like, what's going on again? Yeah. So, but I'm going to try to watch the rest of that. Uh, so I'll get around to it. But I, just, I figured at least because that movie's come out, I figured we I wanted to have something to mention of it. I still don't plan to see it. The reviews are very, very mixed. If you want to go see it, go and enjoy. And I hope you do enjoy it. But don't don't come crying to me if you go into it and said that was awful. Because come on, you knew it was Brie Larson. I may see it with with my friend, yeah, uh, my other friend James. But the only problem is, uh, I'll be kind of lost because I didn't, I couldn't even watch some of those, the shows that. Because you have to this. watch Wandavision, you did have to watch that Ms. Marvel w- show. Wandavision, I, I did enjoy. Yeah, that got weird. I Although I had problems the way it ended because there's no consequences. The little, the Miss Marvel movie, I didn't watch that show because the, the first episode it. was like, well, that was okay, but I didn't like the style of it so yeah, much. I couldn't get into they it. changed her powers around. Try, I guess, trying to separate her from Mr. Fantastic. Yeah, uh, they gave her like she was had like weird genie powers or something. But I was like, yeah, I'm not sorry. I tried to watch it, but I was like, I'm not getting into this. Yeah. This is not aimed at me. This is aimed at the generation beneath me, yeah. younger than me. It, it was definitely like a kid show. I just yeah, get, not that it, I it just didn't kids, it didn't obviously. appeal to me. I don't really care about the character yeah. because uh, let's Marvel did start creating what I call the diversity characters. Mm-hmm. They created them strictly because it was a hip popular thing to create diverse characters. So, but they didn't know what to do with it. They didn't create necessarily original ones. They created a different Spider-Man. They created a different Ms. Marvel with somebody else's exact powers. Yeah. They didn't really create something new. Yeah. They just like, let's do a diversity version of the same thing we already had. Yeah. So, be so like, but I don't want to rant on that. Yeah, I'm going to move on. Let's do the Filipino version yeah. of, but they Purple also they hit the hot <laughs> buttons. Oh, let's make a Muslim one. Yeah, because because that's a hot button thing. And then Miles got the benefit of both things because oh, we need to have a black one. But oh, but we we need it because they they wanted to do the cause of people who are crossing the border illegal, and they thought it was about Mexico. It's never been about Mexico. No, it's been about drug cartels. It's been about that's terrorists. Uh, it's been about making our country safe. And we want people who want to come here to work. We want to find ways to, for them to be able to come and do it. But we don't we we have to know who's coming across the board. Yeah, but anyways, that's a whole other yeah. issue I don't want to get off on. No. So I'm gonna stop that right there. But that's why we have a Ms. Marvel who's a Muslim, and we have a, a, a Miles Morales who is not only black but Puerto Rican, so he could hit all the buttons. Yeah, and I don't want to feel like I'm being preached so, when we're watching this show. Yeah. There's but there's reasons why those characters were created, and it wasn't because somebody had a good idea and for I a felt character. That we were getting that when we were watching She Hulk too. I didn't watch that She-Hulk yeah. show. I it, got the first episode and said, this is trash. It was, it was there, worse than Eternals. There was some, and I wanted to watch a good She-Hulk show. Some but I don't want to rant are, on that. I really want to get off of this so some bad. Some things are okay about but some things. So. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. 
Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I want to get off of this and get to happy stuff. Go ahead. Because this stuff bugs me of what they do because they're not trying to tell good stories. But what? who was telling good stories? And oh, and I got a, I got a write up on here. I had a chat GPT help me write. I told chat GPT, we're at the 50th anniversary of Disney's animated classic Robin Hood. Can you give me some behind the scenes info and whatever? And so it wrote me up a thing. And it even before it get, wrote the article, I said, that's a wonderful idea. And I was like, well, thank you, automated AI. So thing. what is this? Chad Chat GPT is an AI that will write up stuff. Really? You. you give it some stuff and it'll go out and grab the research and then write up that. on a completely original write up. Let me read for you what Chat GPT gave to me. The year was 1973. And I feel like the Golden Girl Sophia. Picture it. Uh, and Walt Disney Productions was exploring new creative avenues after the passing of its founder, Walt Disney. Robin Hood was a unique project in many ways. Notably, it featured anthropomorphic animals taking on the roles of iconic characters from the legendary tales. Now, one fascinating aspect of the film is the use of recycled animation. Due to budget constraints at the time, the animators ingeniously repurposed sequences from earlier Disney films like The Jungle Book and The Aristocats. Keep an ear out as you watch... Keep an ear out as you watch. Oh, wow. and you might just catch a glimpse of Baloo or some f- familiar feline friends. Ear. I think Chat uh, GPT got the wrong thing. Behind every great animated film is a talented cast, and Robin Hood is no exception. The characters were brought to life by a stellar voice cast, including Brian Bedford as Robin Hood. Just passed away, I think, this year or last mm-hmm. year, didn't he? Yeah. Monica Evans as Maid Marian, and the legendary Peter Ustinov as the comically villainous Prince John. Peter Ustinov is awesome. He's so funny. Their performance has added depth and charm to the characters we know and love. Of course, Phil Harris came back. Yeah, Phil Harris. Yep, yep, yep. He, he, Why didn't they mention being, Phil Harris in this? this yeah, I don't thing? know because instead of being blue, well, we're mentioning it. Yeah, yeah, but he's being blue, basically he now, he's uh, still blue, but he's little John. Yeah, he, little but he's, John he's blue. blue. Yeah, he's been, he was three of their characters. <laughs> First one he was was from the Aristocats when he played. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Mally. Thomas O'Malley, Malley the Alley Cat. Cat. Yeah. Uh, But now let's talk about music. Speaking of which, Robin Hood is not only remembered for its engaging storyline, but also for its memorable soundtrack composed by George Bruns. The film, George Bruns did a lot of stuff with Disney. The film features catchy tunes like Ooda Lolly and Love, which Mm -hmm. have become iconic in their own right. The music combined with the animation truly brought the Sherwood Forest to life. And the character design in Robin Hood pushed the boundaries of traditional animation. The animators experimented with more simplified and stylized approach, giving each character a unique and expressive look. It was a departure from the realistic characters of the earlier films, and this artistic choice was contributed to the film's enduring appeal. Uh, so, yeah, it says Robin Hood holds a special place in the hearts of many Disney fans. Its legacy lives on not only for the film itself, but also through merchandise, theme park attractions, and countless references in pop culture. Now, so, I didn't see this until I think it was one time I was staying the night over here. I don't remember how oh, old we yeah. were. That's first. And I think I fell asleep towards the end because it was late. Oh, yeah. We I always seem to fall asleep around the because the, it has a part. 
then it slows down a little bit because we're going to stealthy. We're sneaking in to break out all the prisoners. It's getting darker even. Uh-huh. And so you get I, every time I watch it, that's where I start to feel just a little sleepy because it does. After all the goofy and funny, now it's like, uh-oh, now it's serious. And, and we've got to be quiet. And we have that sad song. And even the... Every town has its up and down. And that was a... Not a nodding hand. I, I can't tell his name. Roger Miller. Oh, he, Roger Miller, yes. Roger Miller, I brought oh. it out. Roger Miller was Alan amazing. Oh, yeah. One of the Because he tells you about this, that, or just how it was, or how, how it is. was. Yeah. He oh. had a way of talking. Yeah, he just did. Just amazing. There were certain guys oh. who could just talk their way, sing their way, and he, even when he talked, it was like he was singing a song. He was amazing. No, yeah. And I love to hear him talk. Yeah, I remember I almost, before I watched it with you, I almost got to see it one time. We were staying over at Grandma's, and this was back in the 80s when we had, there was a wonderful world of Disney. Yes. And they'd been advertising. They were going to show Robin Hood. And it started coming on, but we were waiting for the ride to take us to church. Oh, but yeah. I was like, oh, Grandma, I've never seen this, and I've been oh, wanting to watch it. And Trailer for sale, Laurent. That's him. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Room yeah, yeah. 50 cents. Yep. He was so great. Yeah. He could, he could, <laughs> and he, he opens could, the He film. was a storyteller. Yeah, he, he was. He was one of those old storyteller songwriters. Man, he was so amazing. Yeah, and because that's perfect for him to be Alan Adele because he's telling oh, the story. Yeah. And then, of course, you've got that song, which at the time uh, I, I didn't realize what it was, but it can become so iconic when it became the hamster dance. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was all sped up. And when I first heard the hamster <laughs> dance, I didn't realize it. But then you go and you watch the opening and it's you slow it down. But you speed up. And hamster dances. Yeah, but it's a great opening because you get to get introduced to all the characters. And then you get to see the fun little chase saying, it's a great opening. It's such a classic Roger Miller way. He does this fun little... Yeah. He's so perfect. <laughs> I should have so watched great. this this week before oh, I was coming in. Watch it now. Yeah, I just we're going to watch show. it today. Yeah, and, and I'll be honest. I can't. Re- the problem is these these. Uh, I can't think of the name of the Super Seven makes us great toys. Yeah, I and there's those. a Robin Hood. There's some mm-hmm. Robin Hood toys I really want. Yeah, one in particular is Robin Hood himself. He comes with the. Remember when he, he, he pretended to be that Birdman? Yes, he yes. comes with all that. Oh. And the he and he also the one I am going to order is they actually have made the big bad wolf who comes with all of his outfits the the, the, the sheep I'm doing for a sermon I'm doing but they they even made Prince John and Prince John they got two Prince yeah Johns. I've seen the Prince John they, they also have with blue outfit I want the red though but but and he comes with uh, uh, Sir Hiss yeah I want that but Sterling Hollowell yeah. was Sterling Hollowell Sir Hiss in this as well because uh, he, he was he was Caw he was yeah. yes. Uh, uh, no, no. Um, it was um, Sir Hiss was that uh, Terry Thomas. With, yeah, because he, he does have that, a different. He thing. had that uh, gap in his teeth, yeah, and, he and that's that why he had that big gap. And he goes, "That's why he had a gap." But it works. <laughs> yeah, so Terry well. Thomas. Yeah, Terry Thomas was a famous actor. At the time. He was on. Is he even uh, in this one? Terry Thomas was uh, hmm. the uh, uh, Mad, 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 Mad World. Oh, and you know, I need to see that one. Oh, these that's days. a great one. It's a, like a three-hour comedy. Yeah, it's Ooh. hilarious. I've seen the 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 quote unquote remake where they did it as the uh, the race one too. with Rowan Atkinson. Yeah, it was great. that was funny. Uh, but but uh, it's got a lot of great like some one of my favorite moments. Like when you're just kind of introducing the characters at the beginning, and uh, 
I love when little John looks over Robin and says, Robin, are we the good guys or the bad guys? Yeah, that's a good... <laughs> I like, love that. We're stealing from people, but we're trying to give it to the Robin poor. Robin Hood, little John, walking through the, the forest. forest. Ooh, la da golly, what a day. Yeah. There are great songs yeah, in it's that a great, show. great My goodness. show. And a lot of great lines, and I even love, like, Robin Hood, This the personality they gave for Robin Hood, where he's, he's like... Not arrogant, but he's a little, but, but a little he's overconfident. He's a little cocky, but not a little in a cocky, bad way. but not to be an but arrogant or annoying. Because like he had the one arrow that went through, you know, and little John points out, like, well, that one almost had your name on it. There, did it? Yeah, really. And then he kind of ha ha and flings it and p- puts it through little John's hat to give him one too. Ah, and little John's yeah. a little bit annoyed, but he's like, okay, it, you're playing. He's like, all right, pal. Yeah. And, and you know what I also love, and I didn't notice this as a kid because I didn't know the story of Robin Hood extremely well. My sister gave me these books, which I still have. These books of uh, Three Musketeers and Robin Hood, and it seems like there was another one, but and they kind of gave you a, they, you can tell it has a real seventies look about it, <laughs> but it has a because you know we're talking late seventies, yeah, early 80s, yeah, yeah. But you, you, it gives you the basic stories of Robin Hood and all, and mm-hmm. um, you know the real famous fighting with the sticks. Well, even the beginning of the, when they're saying Robin Hood, little John, it shows them kind of fighting around with the sticks. Yeah. I didn't realize that as a kid, uh, but it's in there. And uh, and I loved it. I'm like, oh, okay, so now I get it. That's that's kind of a famous thing. Of course, they did it in the Robin Hood Prince of Thieves. Yeah, where and he they, meets little John. He meets little John. Yeah, and which is a famous story of yeah, the old legends. Is. That's a it's that's, a great that's, story. That one's been going way back in the 14. Well, 15, I'd love. 16. I don't know if I've ever seen them do that with uh, like Friar Tuck. There's a story of just yes, trying to cross the river. That's in that's in that book. Yeah, and, uh, or carrying across the water, mm-hmm. but well, now I got to go back over there, and they I'm best and to they do kinda, it. You know? They kind of did that in the Prince of Thieves, except they did it in this way yeah. where he's fighting over. Uh, he goes, the, I heard the, roast the uh, roasted heck, and he, <laughs> he fights. And, you know, he's fighting this time over ale and stuff. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's a drunk. You know, yeah, <laughs> it's funny. But I love the guy who played Friar Tuck on that. Uh, yeah, in this. Uh, oh, in the, in the movie in the, where we went to Disney because the, the actor in Disney, Disney that Friar Tuck, um, that guy. Oh, that actor. I can't, I can't think of his name. But yeah, me either. Dadgummit. We just did a stereo thing. Yeah, we but, did. But I watched him on a on he's a, been on a western not the Walter other day. Brennan. He, um, he, he was on a, some John Wayne movies and some other yeah. things. I watched him the other day on a western, and he gets to talking. And it was so funny because one thing that Disney was great about back then it was whether you realize it or not, they were not only making it. They sounded like these character actors, but they looked like them. The guy had yeah. these was real famous for having kind of this uh, way of talking, and he had these sideburns, yeah. these these white sideburns yeah. that come down. Well, Fryer looked like that, and I don't remember if he's supposed to be a possum or whatever he's supposed to be. I don't think a possum. Badger. Badger. Thank yeah, you. he's a badger. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. He, he's coming down with these sideburns, just like the actor did. And in that Western that I was watching, he's he's like, I go, I'll be. Look at that guy fall down. And I was yeah. like, oh, I swear that's Friar Tuck if I ever heard of Friar Tuck. Andy and, Devine. Andy Devine. Mm-hmm. And then the other one. Um, oh, Pat Buttram is the other guy who's Pat in there. Buttram. He's the sheriff of Nottingham. Sure, I love Pat Buttram. Yeah. And he was real famous on, um, was it uh, Petticoat Junction? It was one of those shows. He was on Petticoat. But Andy Devine? Or, or maybe, no, uh, Pat Buttram. Or oh. maybe it was Green Acres. They kind of went together, the two shows. But I think Pat Buttram is a lot of stuff. Yeah, he was, but he was really good on that show. And uh, and don't forget, we have uh, Jim Neighbors, uh, not Jim Neighbors. George uh, Lindsay. George Lindsay. As Trigger. Trigger, uh-huh. yeah. Uh, and he was great on there. They used a lot of those same voices around the same time, because Jim Neighbors yeah. was also on... Um, Oh, Aristocats. 
Uh, he was on a, a few of those. You he, said Jim Neighbors again. Did I you mean Jim George Lindsay? George, I, well, you know why I say oh, that. Well, one Phil was Harris. Gomer, one was Goober. <laughs> right, right. And that's why he basically he was playing Goober. Yeah, yeah. It's Terry Thomas as Sir Hiss, there Brian Bedford, go. Peter Usenoff, Roger Miller. This is almost an order of appearance. Uh, Lady Cluck, almost forgot about yes. Lady Cluck. Carol Shelley, she looks kind of familiar. The name sounds familiar. There's a lot, a lot of times they use extras on TV shows and all because they had these wonderful voices or they're actors yeah. who used to be big at the time and they would use them again. I just loved it. That's It's one of my all-time favorite movies. Yeah, and it's, I remember it was one of my favorite ones and we sat and we watched and everything oh, and yeah. there, there's so much good fun and it does, <laughs> it has, between the, between the good comedy, I like the, it's a, such a great scene there in the beginning when they realize when Robin Hood Little John, they come across uh, Prince John's yes, and caravan. Smi- and when he smiles, he has all those uh, duels in yes. his mouth. And, and, and he's taking little all the John reins is such him a and... jerk. He's got that crazy wig on. And Sir Hiss is like trying to do it. It's like, oh, you're tickling my ear. Stop it. Yeah, yeah stop it. Peter Usenoff is, uh, even on the Muppet Show, he's really funny on there. And, to, and, and the other thing about that actor, Peter Usenoff, Peter Usenoff later on plays in a lot of movies of being a uh, a uh, heathen in biblical movies where he mm. plays, um, and they're not always biblical, but there usually are where he'll play like a biblical man, like a king trying yeah. to get Jesus or whatever. And it's so funny. Like King Herod because, and whatever. Yeah. And I'll see him and think, wait a minute. I'm laughing <laughs> at this guy trying to kill Jesus. But <laughs> but it's because I can't help but see Sir Hisco yeah. get him, put him on the cross. Oh, or <laughs> Prince John, you mean? Yeah, that's yeah. what I meant. Yeah. I guess I see him... You know, oh, mommy. Yeah, <laughs> mommy. It's like, suck your thumb, Herod, or whatever. <laughs> forgive me if that sounded blasphemous. I didn't uh, mean it that way. Yeah. But, uh, but he was so funny as Prince John. And he makes him one of the most lovable villains, I think, yes. in a Disney film. Just because he's Because he's... He's such a jerk, but he's so comically, you know, and yes. him and Captain Hook, because Captain Hook, he's so funny, but he's also oh, a threat. Another great voice actor. Yes. He was the Grinch on the Halloween. Um, oh, the Halloween is Grinch Night? Yeah. yeah. That's, I can't Grinch. think of that actor's name either. Right yeah, off my head. But he did a lot for Disney. He did a lot of great things. Yeah. But as far as like the like the recycle thing, it's fun, it is fun to kind of look. But the thing that I like to point out when people talk about recycled animation a lot of times for movement, you know, they would film somebody doing the movements they and want, they and then they would go through and like, okay, they would match that. So they still had to redraw the yeah. new character, but they based it off the animation of what they already did. So they didn't have to pay somebody to come I'm in to that. pose it. They're like, okay, because you still have to draw it. So you're not really recycling. You're just like, okay, let's use that same reference we it did before a lot of time. and draw the different character doing that same movement. To that, then even sometimes the character does look similar. And you I've know. seen, I've seen. Uh, I don't remember if they were shorts, like on YouTube. There might have been both, actually. But I know they've done it on some Disney things where they've shown. And you can see it. They're running back-to-back things that were done on, I think, uh, Dumbo. Because, you know, they went way back. Mm, yeah, so They do wow. stuff on Dumbo. But, like, little segments. So, unless you were had a, a specialist like that. Because, I mean, they are specialists. Yeah. So, unless you had someone who's very educated on it, you're not going to notice it. Like in, right. And, and I, I kid you not when I say split second. And it wasn't it wasn't like we had VCRs, Mm-mm. you know, or, you know, at the time. No. Or, you know, they, they kept putting Disney movies back out in theater. You wouldn't get to see it again when it wasn't a theater. You weren't going to be able to watch it. And not just that. Unless they showed a clip, so it did parts of it. They wouldn't show the entire movie sometimes, but apparently, you know, during the wonderful world of Disney or whatever, uh, or the world of color stuff, they would show you either an original made-for-TV movie or they'd show you uh, a, a edited-down version of something that was in the theater, you know, to edit down for time yeah, like, because oh, they had to fit ads in that, there. That, that's right. In fact. So, But you wouldn't get to see it all the time to be like, hey, that's the exact same dance for the I still one. don't know to this day why they did it. But I remember when they brought back uh, Peace Dragon at mm. the theater in 
three. Same time four. Gremlins came out. I remember that because we had the choice between Gremlins and Peace Dragon. Why, <laughs> what was the one you went to see? When Gremlins came out. Yes. And it was the day that Hardy's put so had the toys out. We went to Hardy's and we got the choice. Oh, you want to go see Peace Dragon or Gremlins? And we'd seen all the stuff at Hardy's and like, oh, Gremlins has got this cute little thing in there. Yeah. Well, let's go see Gremlins. I had no idea what I was in for. But but I remember looking at my brother at one point when it was yeah, the scary kitchen stuff. I was like, maybe we should have went to Peace Dragon. But but I know this, <laughs> that when Peace Dragon came out, for some reason, they they edited out two songs. Why would they do that? I don't know. It makes no sense to me. Well, I know one song was edited for what you can do with all the parts of a dragon, I think was edited out at no, one no, point. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about from the original release. I'm talking about from the original release to the re-release. They edited it out because my mother and father had the soundtrack from when they first saw it. And they saw it when it first came out when I was a baby. They loved the movie. So when they brought it back out in 1984, they cut a couple things off the film. Hmm. Now, you can understand that like on television. But for time, but yeah, theater. Like the theater, when you pay for the full film, you should get the full damn yeah, film. Yeah. But they, they did cut. for some reason. Like they, the, 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 you know what it was? I remember the the family is looking for Pete in the beginning yeah. of the movie, and you don't get that. Uh, uh, happy is home in these hills, in these hills. It's not in them at the theater. The first time I saw it, huh. so when I finally saw it at, at home on video, I was like, oh, finally there, because I'd heard the soundtrack. But I was like, finally get to see it. You know, and <laughs> yeah. there was another one. I don't remember what it was, but mm. I was excited. Anyway, back to what you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, back to Robin Hood. Robin Hood. What was I saying before we got on Peace Dragon? Oh, we were talking about the re- reanimation. Reanimating and, or, you know. And I know yeah. what it was. I was going to say, not only were, I, I've heard people say, oh, they were cheating. They were ca-. No, it, no, number one, yeah. it was still theirs. Plus, yeah. uh, it just not, meant they went back to the same reference model that they had before. And it saved a lot of time. Yeah. And, and they didn't they didn't do full rotoscoping no. where they would trace over something. They that's that's rotoscoping. Yeah, and that that was it. And I don't think it's done so much anymore. That was a big popular thing there in the seventies. You'll find it in the Secret of Nim. You'll find it in that animated Lord, Lord of the Rings. Rings yes, uh, they did a lot of rotoscoping. But Lord of the Rings is weird because you can actually see behind it. Some well, but people. no, but you're only seeing the drawing, but they do so much detail then when they draw it in there. Like even the secret of Nim with this, it's mainly the farm machinery. They, they in order to make it look good, that they you know drew on top of the frames job. of it, but it, it looks more almost more realistic and everything. But it really is just a drawing you're seeing. Uh, but what what Disney would do is have a reference model, and they would someone to dance, and then they they could watch that and they could draw it, and you can even see. I loved looking at this with making you Beauty and the Beast. Remember that Disney Channel had? I watched it so many times before that movie came out. They had the guy who was animating the beast was looking oh, in a yeah. mirror and moving the cape around because he wanted was, to see uh, how it looked. Glenn something, right? He was was so it Glenn Keane? Keane, yeah, yeah. I love Glenn Keane. But it's just kind of neat to watch that they still do that, but they, they sometimes they'd film somebody doing the movement because like in The Lion King, that old Robert Guillaume hosted Making of the Lion King yes. that was on TV and they showed them bringing the animals in so they could draw the animals while looking at them and they would get them idea of how they moved so they would use references. They still and do. Glenn, Glenn it's really cool. One, Glenn Keane made Mufasa. Mufasa, Mufasa, Mufasa. Oh, Glenn, Glenn was a, yes. <laughs> and Glenn his brother, Greater Family Circus, Bill Keen. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Some great talented artists have worked over Glenn there. Was, was I think even Don Bluth worked on Robin Hood, now that I think about it. Don did. Yeah, Don Bluth, because he was like Jungle Book. He did a lot of stuff. Don was, and another one who worked on all that stuff, uh, Richard. Uh, oh, Richard Rich. Richard yes, Rich, yes, yes. Who went on to make Nest Entertainment. Yeah. Which I'm going to be sharing soon as I just bought a whole bunch of them. Uh, I'm going to be doing the buying the American ones. Soon. Oh yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. he went to make uh, some wonderful Bible-based cartoons. And now I don't don't agree with him on everything because he also made some Mormon yeah, Book ones. of Mormon ones but, as well. But he yeah. did do a lot of wonderful Christian ones, and I love them. I love mm-hmm. those. And there was some. And I don't know who, did, who wrote the songs for those. 
But I, if I'm talking about the Christian cartoons, mm. the Nest Entertainment. There are some good songs in there. Yeah, in fact, he about it. was talking about reusing. He even reused one of those songs uh, whenever he did the uh, oh, uh, Swan Princess. <laughs> he reused that song. Except he so just, Richard Rich did the Swan Princess. Yeah. I thought Don Bluth had done no, that No, no, no. That was, that was Richard Rich. Oh, it was Nest okay. Entertainment. But what he did was he took one of the songs uh, from their Christian things and he just changed the words to it. Oh my goodness. Is, yeah. he, is Richard Rich also the one that did that request for Camelot? Is, or, no, that was, that was a Warner or was, Brothers. Or was that, okay. But uh, because some of the animation I, doesn't quite, I mean, I like yeah, the movie. I like yeah, it. I haven't seen that in a long time. But, I remember we went to the theater to see yes, that Yes, I loved it. But yeah. there were certain animation things that wasn't quite right, like on the horses. Yeah. It almost looked like they were floating on air <laughs> and it just didn't quite run. No, because Richard Rich would have caught that. So would have Don Bluth. Yeah, Don Bluth. Is always, they the quality that. of Don Bluth but is I do love that they use a Superman music in that movie <laughs> with those two dragons oh yeah and he had don rickles voice and <laughs> yeah. bill uh what was his name bill uh he was uh, one of the uh oh i remember that was one of the funny the funny things is when don rickles because yeah, oh it was somebody who was kind of a more more almost proper but funny. well yeah he's the, he was he's a britain from um uh that show we were talking about earlier uh mm. oh did you like uh monty python guys yeah oh was it eric idol eric idol yeah yes, eric yeah, idol. yeah 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 oh I haven't seen that in a long time. That was, that was a, a fun a show. show. Although, I was, as I got older, I think last time I watched it, I was a bit older. I was like, this isn't as good as I remember it, but no, it's, it's still kind of fun. But it's got some good voices. Yeah. And it definitely has some good songs. Uh, but I, I enjoyed Eric Idle in there. Yeah. And I enjoyed Don Rickle. You can't beat Don yeah. Rickle, man. But we're supposed to be talking about Robin Hood. <laughs> Let's go back to Robin Hood. Sorry. But what we, we, just, on is we animation. love animation. And, and animation, and, and, and I miss classic and the people animation. who worked on Robin Hood did a lot of really cool stuff. I miss classic animation. I really do. And I will say the last classic animation, even though it's not my favorite, I will say I was really thrilled when Disney brought out the uh, Princess and the Frog, only because yeah. it was classic animation, and you had John Goodman, and it looked so good. They did they such did a, a great job, job and the animation you know? was beautiful. And I that. was glad to get a black princess. I was glad. Yeah, to have that. it was, and it was a good story. It was great. You know, we don't mind classic. what color your princess is as long as you tell us a good story. I will enjoy the heck out of it. Plus, we finally got that's one of because uh, I love Keith David anyway, oh, yes. and him getting to play a Disney villain and yeah. a scary oh, one at that. And he loved it. Oh, he, he was, was so, so great. into it. He loved. It. And you know what else I loved? I love that alligator. Yes, that, it was Louis. Right? Yeah, Louis. Louis. And he was so f- and he's based off uh, Louis, Louis Armstrong. Louis Armstrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. I loved it. Man. Such, such. A, it's a great movie. But that hand drawn has such a thing, and you know, and I, I guess to kind of get around to where we can wrap this up because, like, yeah. this was like Walt. Walt passed away if I'm not if I remember correctly during the production of the Jungle Book. Yes. Uh, so this was, was like I th- I think that's this was the first feature we had without Walt. It was. And but we have a lot of that similar style. But I know. But as it goes along, Don Bluth, the reason why he left Disney and he left it about I think the last thing he didn't complete the Fox and the Hound, but he did enough well on Fox and the Hound. But he says like you know we're losing track. Of what Walt, how Walt did this thing. We're not, something is not right. And of course, he left. That was about the time where, where Disney was hitting its downturn on animation and it was making a lot of stuff that wasn't quite working. Although there's still some good stuff that I did enjoy from the 80s, but they weren't hitting that same level that they did until they came back, you know, close to the, like, like 89 with The Little Mermaid. Yeah. There was that's this right. kind of a rough period there. Although I still love Oliver and Company. Black there's Holdren still some, yeah, was there's one that. That was really off track for it Although was. it's it's not a bad movie. No, it's not some but good it's animation. It's off but track it's, a little it bit. It just doesn't have. If you yeah. had a couple, now, songs I don't know why there. Richard Rich left though. I've never heard he, that. His was a, a moral thing, the same type of thing. He said that they. He said that what I was studying about it. He just recently, he said that he felt that there was things that they were missing out on that weren't quite Walt like. Yeah. 
but he also same said, thing kind of like what Don yeah, Booth was saying. Much, almost exactly. The same. Yeah, and and their animation style is almost identical. But I mean, a little off. Yeah. Uh, what Richard Rich brought, kind of like Don, was the big hands, and mm. basically when you think of stuff like uh, Don Blue style of uh oh uh, I was going to say Space Ace. That's not quite right. What, what's well, Space Ace was one that's of his. Okay, Dragon's Slayer. Space Ace. That style is very yeah. Don Bluth, very Richard Rich. Yeah, and he wasn't afraid to get a little dark with Secret and Nim. Yes. I mean, Don Bluth will draw a little exactly. dark, but there's something, even though he's but Secret Nim, even when it's dark, it's, there's something magical about he it. He was afraid, so. uh, Richard Rich was afraid with uh, Black Colder and all that. He was afraid that they were going to be getting away from good moral standards, and he wanted to start something new. Yeah. So that's why he wanted to make the American history ones that he did. And he did some neat stuff. And wonderful. Yeah. I mean, they're great. And Don Bluth, we all know all the cool stuff he did. So you can look these things up by yeah. way, on YouTube, which is what I've been doing. And uh, I mean, YouTube, excuse me, I misspoke. I meant, You can, actually. They are on YouTube. You can look them up. You can look up Nest Entertainment cartoons. There's wonderful Christian and American history cartoons, and they're factual. For instance, yeah. they have a, a Pocahontas cartoon that follows, not, not the Disney one, which, by the way, I love the music and all that from that movie, but and I love Mel Gibson on that movie, but that is actually, this uh, Nest Entertainment version of Pocahontas is actually factual, historical. Yeah, because she was like, she was a child. Yeah, they have her like 11, 12. Yeah. And, and she... It, it actually follows the history. Yeah. And that's one thing. You want, and there was always she didn't song. run off with John Smith, but she did marry an Englishman. That's right. That's right. Now, they tried to fix that on the sequel to Pocahontas. I didn't Disney. watch it. <laughs> it's not bad. Because I didn't really like Pocahontas. Yeah. I, I like Pocahontas things about it, but I didn't like the base, the whole thing. It was basically. preachy as heck. It was. Because the first time I watched it, I was like, because I, you know, I had a period in my life that whatever Disney made, it was going to be wonderful. Same here. But at the second time I watched Pocahontas, I was like, "Wow, this is preachy!" And I do ugh. like I do like the music. But one thing I'll say about that movie, I love the villain. Oh, um, and it's David Ogden Steers because he was great. He was everything he did was yeah. great. Whether he's a clock, we're so off track, of Robin. <laughs> but we'll go back. Well, because I had a point though, because like the people who worked on us back then, and that Disney has lost something since yes. then, was kind of the point I was getting at. The go Robin Hood the being one of the specials. Mm. Back to the pre. That exactly. to me was the beginning. Of not everything was great anymore. They right. could get preachy and weird when they didn't need to. Right. So they, and they've gotten away from even now. They're not even really telling the fairy tales. Yeah. I mean, they pretend the Frozen was based off of the Ice Princess or the Ice Queen, yeah. but it's, it's not bad. It's but. a completely different story. It is doesn't resemble at all. They didn't take anything out of it other than having somebody with ice powers. It, as much as I like Frozen. They're kind of creating, and it's fine. They're creating their yeah. own stories, but there's something special about doing the kind of the, the, the old fairy tales. There's something. There's yeah, a there's moral to old fairy tales that they're not really having in the modern. Uh, what they're making that, up their that's own. The Things they're trying to add their own. First of all, you have to have morals. And yeah, understand the they've world. created their own morality. And that's what I say. You have to know what morality is. Yeah, and if you're not moral yourself, and here I get. I remember I'm a preacher. If you don't know what morality is, if you don't have the Lord. You don't have morals. You, you don't have the straight, you know, you've, you've invented your own instead of taking what God has yeah, said. Yeah, if you're immoral. And even with what <laughs> we're seeing, we're on like second trailer from Wish where it appears they're trying to poke at God. Yeah, you can't do that. With that. And, if, you know, if, if it turns out we're wrong about that, what that second trailer seems to show, okay, fine. But I, right now I have no interest in seeing Wish. And yeah. it's weird for like for the last two major Disney animated releases, I've had no interest in seeing. Yeah. That is the first time in my entire life of 46 years that Disney puts out something that I'm not excited to go see a Disney animated feature. Yeah. See, when I was young. But I don't want to be complaining. No, I'm trying not when, to. When I was young, though, when I was 13 is whenever they brought Little Mermaid. 
Oh, and that's and a great movie. I was so excited. Yeah. And I saw it on opening day, and I was excited to see something on its opening day. I don't know why it became a big deal for me, but it was. Maybe because I used to get ruined. Movies would get ruined for me, and people would tell me things. <laughs> Your <But> cousin. <laughs> I, well, yeah. Well, he wasn't the only one. Was but, but I was so... Well, part of it, too, was the commercials and the books they'd bring out and everything else. Mm. And oh, I actually, of, at the mall in Metro North, I found a book of Little Mermaid, and I read like three quarters of that book. Yeah, yeah just it, in the store. You can ruin, but that's the other thing. They don't mean to, probably, but by toys and everything else, you kind of figure out the film before you see the film. Like I said, I didn't get to see until that summer when I was 13, uh, before The Little Mermaid came out, I finally got to see Jungle Book. And I. Oh, you not, loved The Jungle Book, not I know that. knowing if Disney was going to change how they brought movies, because until Little Mermaid, they did not bring movies right out to video. So I didn't want to have to be stuck of waiting till I was, yeah. you know, old to see Little Mermaid. Yeah. I wanted to see it right away. I didn't see it until it was on video. Yeah, well. We didn't get to go out to the theater that much. I, I, my grandma took me, and I loved it. Yeah. I loved oh, it. I, I watched it twice, right, back to back. Yeah, it's great. Little Mermaid. The animation was so fantastic. Mm-hmm. Just like what. Now, one thing I'll say, uh, I don't know if Little Mermaid was the first one that did this. I think it was. One thing I know is a huge difference between even Oliver and Company and Little Mermaid. Oliver and Company kind of followed the same guidelines of uh, Robin Hood. They used to use black lines on their animation, black lines on the outline. They don't didn't do that quite as much on Little Mermaid. They use black lines, but not quite yeah. as much. They used a lot of the huh. same colored lining. For yeah, they, they ink it a little differently. They, they inked it with like a, a shade line. Yeah. They used like yeah. You know, I never thought of that. Yeah, then, but yeah. yeah. I know what you're talking about, though. Maybe yeah. the artist, like I am. Uh, by the way, I don't mean that arrogantly. I just mean I'm a visual man. Yeah. And I, uh, but like instead of being flesh color, it's a darker flesh color for her eyelids, and that was the first thing that caught my mm-hmm. attention. Instead of being uh, the color of her, uh, a black line for her nose outlines. It was a darker flesh color for her outline yeah. nose, and that stuff caught my attention. They did it for Belle. They did it for it was after Little yeah. Mermaid. That started well, yeah, and even it. after because that's one of the things I thought was very interesting. So, I mean, the Disney Renaissance they didn't really count Rescuers Down Under as part of the Renaissance, but the important thing about the oh, Rescuers Down Under, movie, the important thing is that's the first time they used computers to do yes. color because they could do the more vibrant and different shades of color a lot easier. And to, to to make them really pop, and so from that one that point forward, the colors really pop because Little Mermaid still looks good with this color. Oh yeah! But when you see what the the difference between that and the rescuers down under, the colors is amazing. I'm you, they can see what they want, and I know that it had to do with the fact that the day that Rescuers Down Under came out, Home Alone came out, and yeah, it, 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 I love Rescuers Down Under. For, it, for it's two, a good movie. It's not as reasons. good as the original. First of all, I think, the same but... day they brought Rescuers Down Under, right before it played, was Mickey uh, the Popper. Mickey Mouse, uh, the Prince of the Popper, Mickey Mouse. Oh, was okay. Played, played with it at the theater. Oh, see, I didn't I, see that until oh, later. I adored it. It's one of my favorite uh, Mickey Mouse things. It, came, it played. I'm trying at the to think if I own it. a copy of that. And it's amazing. I think I do. And, and, and it put me in a Christmas spirit because it's snowing. Because and, of, yeah. And, and Mickey. Oh, well, it used right to be because you'd always get a new Disney animated film around Christmas yeah, time. It so was, it was always felt it Christmas to me for a long and, time. Yeah, it was so brilliant. Yeah. And the other thing was... We're so far off around. Oh, it's okay. But, <laughs> but the, it's what we love about the Disney the animation. Glenn, it's Glenn still fun, King, right? Back to Glenn King. <sighs> the thing that he did that was so amazing with that movie was he animated the Golden Eagle. That and was it looked so, so cool. Great. They, they plus, did a good job. One thing they did that was brilliant back then is the... The villains always had the greatest voices. You had George C. Scott. Yes. And not only that, the uh, the man who did the music, Bruce Broughton, mm-hmm. Broughton who, by the way, he did the music for Tombstone. Yeah. 
amazing. Also, that was the last time we got a, a role from uh, Billy Barty. Billy Barty. Uh, who was he in Rescuers Down Under? He was a voice of the of the little mouse who was captured, and the boy set him free. And then, oh, and that was his last role. And he passed away shortly oh. before the movie came out. Wow! And he just, I love Billy Barty. If you yeah. don't know him, you guys do know him. He's from Willow, Willow as the, the Master of the Universe. He Masters of the Universe, He's and cooler. he also he he was He's around, Figment. Oh, he was Figment. He'll always be Figment. Oh, always be. In figment. my opinion, if they bring out another Figment thing, they need to computerize his voice and use that voice but if they do that please get permission his from family. his family something pay his family yeah he get is, permission because I, that, that's one of those iffy things and, on me and he also he was on the waltons he did so many movies back mm-hmm. in the day where he was because he was the famous part of me short person small person yeah with a big heart and yeah he was brilliant and he's such was just great characters yes he knew when to bring it down and knew when to be bigger and, and larger than life and i love for a little guy he was larger than life but rescuers down under to me made rescuers better as much as i love rescuers i do love the it rescuers. made it so much more fun to know that there was more to it and more I adventures love for them to do. oh yeah and and i wish they do another rescuers because we still have Bob Newhart. We, we, but we don't have Ava Gabor anymore. No, but we do have his, her sister still, Zaza, I believe, don't we? And I don't know. They got the same type of voice. Well, yeah, you know, so anyway, we'll all see. Said, back to yep. Robin <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, we're way, but of course we were just kind of delighting of the Disney animation. But one we thing that, you, speaking of like Classic going Disney. going to theaters and stuff, it, it's one of the things I just want to share the one, one quick thing that I don't think I realized after my mother has passed. Yes. Just how much of a Disney fan she must have been. Yes, yes. Because, I mean, really, and you had that whole bag that they left it with you and not thinking to leave it with me. And I'm glad you brought that to me. Yes. She was, while she was working at Walmart, she was collecting all these plush Disney figures. Yes. Disney, it's not figures, but all these Disney dolls. Stuff like when Fly of the Navigator came out, we went like two or three times in the theater. Anything like a Disney thing, I didn't realize that we went to when we could afford to. Yeah. We were, I grew up poor. I mean, oh, yeah. poorer than dirt sometimes. We didn't have much either, So we didn't get to go not. to the theaters and stuff, but when we could, we went to see Fly the Navigator, like a Disney movie. Mom loved going to Disney movies. And even when I, when we went to the Antioch Mall to go see, you know, well, me and uh, my brother and sister and uh, some friends, some family friends of ours, we went to go see Spaceballs. My mom wanted to see Snow White in the theater. I remember. And she's also excited when 101 Dalmatians that one time was, was released in theaters. Yeah, 101 Dalmatians, mom wanted to make sure we went. But mom was a huge Disney fan. Because it was classic and it was mm-hmm. family friendly yeah. no matter what. And but she, but I really she kind of grew up in that generation where Walt would have been on TV yes, probably yeah uh, when absolutely. she was a little girl you know seeing that before Walt died it was like family yeah so that was the thing that it was like different generation well, the thing we take for granted was the Andy Griffith so show. I feel like I've inherited that from mom now yes I just well, wish mom was around to see how much I bo- although it's very different now but for the time when I was yeah it's kind of the Disney not that I, I used to be from my father my father grew up watching Walt. When he they first got their TV, Casper came on, Mickey Mouse Club came on, all that. We grew up. I, I inherit all that sentimentality. Yeah. My my father said that Walt was like famous. So when he died, he cried. You know. Yeah. He said that uh, it was like John Wayne was like an uncle, and he said that that kind of stuff with Elvis was like a cousin. Or something. <laughs> he said, you know, it was like you know an honor cousin, cousin, but a cousin. You yeah. Know? He said it, it was like. That's why I feel whenever Don Knotts passed away, I felt like family had, had mm. passed. And, and I got yeah. to meet him. So these people end up meaning so much to us when we grow up you with know, them. Yeah, exactly. Like, I feel like, like that. I yeah. know Hulk. You know, yeah. I met him, Even but, though they wouldn't know us from a hole in the wall, no. it's still, we, yeah. we grew up with them. But and I was telling him, him if I ever get to meet him, I, I told uh, uh, Lou Gary or not Lou Gary, uh, uh, the one who played... Uh, Ferrigno? Lou, yeah, Lou Ferrigno. I told Lou Ferrigno just how much he meant to me when I met him. And I, I told different ones, you know, uh, Jeannie. I told her... Mm-hmm. 
uh, what's her name? Yeah, and I did. I get to, Barbara Eden. I got to dance and yeah, talk I to her. her and I said, I, you, you have phrased me. I said, when I was a little boy, I was yeah, I still her, watching man. your shows. I told her she's still beautiful. And she yeah. is. I just saw a thing. I think she was, well, no, she didn't have a birthday, but she's going to be at a convention. She's 97 years I old now. I want to meet her again. I love her, man. She was so sweet. She's uh, beautiful. Um, but we really need to wrap this up because yeah. we, we went we went off on a different tangent, but it was a good direction to go of because so I, I feel like I got a chance to demonstrate how much I still love some classic Disney yes. and what they have meant. And that I'm not totally anti Disney. No, I'm just don't like what they're doing. We don't but, like the, the so, attitudes. That they yeah, we, I don't like the modern company, but, but we what, love Robin the Hood. legacy of what they've done. And Robin mm-hmm. Hood is part of that wonderful, wonderful legacy. Amen. 50 years. Dadgummit, dude, we got to watch it. I'm in the mood. <laughs> but yeah, but let's wrap this thing up. Yes. But I don't have my notes. So I'm going to turn it over back to me back in the studio. Hey, friends, do not forget that we are now sponsored by Dubby. Dubby, you get some powdered energy drinks. I mean, of course, you're not going to drink the powder. You're going to mix it with whatever. But go to Dubby.gg using the discount code Neverland. In fact, if you go to NeverlandPodcast.com, you can find links right there on the page to get your discount and try Dubby today. They promise energy with no jitters. They come in lots of flavors. You can get even fun little drink bottles and lots of different mixes. Go and try it out today. And of course, you will find links there for my podcast reviews, a great website, a great account that won't cost you too much either. And you can get all of your reviews from around the world sent to your email. All right, but as we get to the end of the show, we want to thank Karen Kennedy, Ricky Pope of Christian Nerds Unite, and Darren Wilhite of the Wilhite and Wall Show for helping me out with the introduction. Don't forget, you can send us an email, podcast at neverlandpodcast.com. Follow us on Twitter, NeverlandPCast. I might try to change that in the future. As I did mention, uh, I'm kind of leaning towards the, the fandom nexus as a major title. Uh, just to see if we get more people to find us. And I have already made some changes in Apple, and you might have noticed that today. But we are still on Facebook at Neverland Podcast. Uh, We, of course, have a group and a fan page. Don't forget, you can join the Neverlanders by going to our website and choosing yourself a a nickname. We have Lost Boys and Pixies. Why don't we have Lost Girls? Because girls are too clever. They don't get lost. And, of course, find links there for our Patreon. Uh, We definitely need that Patreon support to be able to keep this show going so if you like what you hear make sure you share it with others and you know you got it for free but helping me out really does help me out a lot by going through patreon or supporting our sponsors but now as we say at the end of every episode get lost in an adventure and we'll see you next time actually very soon because i will be recording all the news and the trailers that happened last week and releasing it hopefully by wednesday Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.